Welcome to Carrots and Suffering. I am Nate, your dungeon master, and the guy who's allergic to lemons and limes, and frankly, most other things as well. Try being a foodie who's allergic to an ingredient that they just sort of squirt over the top of things when they're finished. Also, they're allowed to not put them on nutrition labels, because you got to disguise your secret recipes with words like natural flavors. I'm not bitter, though. Who am I kidding? I'm very bitter, particularly right this moment, because I tried to eat a seemingly innocent sausage earlier, and ooh, blah. Alright, a few things I need to explain before we get into our story. One, I have hinted many times that a truly giant creature is in this river and near our hero's boats at times. This has not changed. Two, there's still a missing operative of the Chaos God Mask who lives under Melbourne Grey Street's house, and at this juncture... I don't think my players are going to find them, so I won't penalize you for a thing that they missed, so just remember that when the players aren't able to find things they expect where they should be. Okay, last time on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes interrogate their captive, the Gullwing Bandit, like Frakers, who fills them in on swamp politics and the location of his evidence against Chester Tanglebeard, the corrupt mayor of Highlock. Which dragon that claims it's a god? Oh, there's a black dragon in the swamp that claims it owns the swamp, and then it's the god of the lizard people. Right. But some of the lizard people worship the Allfather, which is like a... They think it's sort of like an angel of the green man. Swamp politics. Oh, that's one of our side quests. <laughs> that was the side quest we were trying to get the other team to go do, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is. Mm -hmm. It's the one I drew They're a fist on. Die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. So, are we all in agreement that Chester needs to go? Yes. yes. I think that I have a way to do that. Yeah, of course. The Gullwing Bandit has a ledger that has all the problems. Oh, yeah. Well, I know where it is. Yeah, it's in the lair. He told us. Wait, what? I asked him if he had evidence. Oh, he said I... yes. He said it's in the hideout. I, I said, great, that. that's all okay, I needed well, I know for. exactly where it is, and I can so does, help So does Sadie. Get it. Well, okay, not exactly, <laughs> but... Jeez, I get useful information, and everybody just Creedon, says they already know it. Creedon, what did you have to do to get that information? He just told me. Insight! Insight! <laughs> Th that's true! <laughs> Led by Zeras, the team finds and heads off an exchange of stolen goods between Birdie, the curio merchant, and the known surviving bandits. So why don't we make this deal? I don't like you, to be honest, and I don't like your dealings. So why don't you go back, close up shop, and leave? I'll be gone for a couple of days. When I get back, if you're still there, then we'll make a deal of this. Birdie puts his hands up and says, I can't. Well, you drive a hard bargain, sir. With that, our heroes head to the bandit hideout. So as you get close, Sadie will inform you there is a small, a very small inlet of water that sits at the base of this really big tree. In that inlet of water, there is a broken down old canoe. Looks like there's space for many canoes, but no canoes made it back from their last voyage. There's a small door in this tree, and then it appears that up in the branches of the tree, there's a some sort of wooden structure that's been made, kind of like a log cabin. And that's what she sees. There are no signs of other people in there or around there. No smoke from a chimney? No or... smoke. Nope. No light? Okay. Again, pull the canoe ashore, flip it upside down, camouflage it. Okay. 
I'll still disguise myself anyways, just in case. Can't hurt to have it on. I don't think I would be attacked here. Suppose the one thing I'm afraid of is deterrence. Mmm. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they had some booby traps. Let's get into it. Is the door locked? I mean, I'm not going to open it, right? But I mean, does the door have a lock? The door has a lock, yes. I'm going to, as carefully as possible, investigate the door, mostly looking for potential traps. It is a wooden door. As you look up to it, it doesn't look like it is latched. So they've left it almost ajar. Mm. And no traps? Go ahead and roll me investigate. Ten. Can I help with this? No sign of any traps. Yeah. You can give Zerus advantage by pointing out things you see. My investigate's plus two. Do you want to do it yourself or you want to help me? Hey, you should do it. Belaine says there could be a trap once you open the door. Nine. Nope. Yeah. All right. No sign of any traps. So we're going to do this the adventurer's way. You're going to kick the door in? Put a hook on the door and pull it open with a rope. No, no, no. You don't kick doors in when you're worried about traps. <laughs> you gently nudge this door open from a distance, and it squeaks open slowly, revealing a spiral staircase that seems to run up the middle of this tree. It's been hollowed out over a, a, a long period of time. All right. Again, I want to check the chairs for st chairs stairs for traps. Are you going to help me again, Creedon? Yeah, I'm definitely feeling wary here. Is it dark in here? There's no lights left on, no. So it's it's dark. Elena will lift the veil so that she can see better in the dark. Is that going to hurt if I crack a torch? Yeah, I mean, I would like a torch. As long as you keep your flame under control, you probably won't burn it down. You are not going to hurt my eyes with a torch, no. All right. Uh, this time we got a 12. There are muddy boot prints going up and down these steps. Looks like years of muddy boot prints but there's no traps. How nice is it in this treehouse? I'm guessing not. You imagine at some point in time it was truly beautiful. Oh. It's many, 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 many years old, though. So this has been here for a long time. Okay, they did not build this. If they did, they built it when they were very young. Does it smell like a bunch of muddy swamp people who don't get to bathe very often? Yes, it does smell like muddy swamp oh, people. Okay. I hold one of the silk cloths over my face. The length nose wrinkles a little. <laughs> Axe in one hand, torch in the other. All right, I'll call down if there's if it's safe. But just in case we've missed something, I don't want to go up altogether. Agreed. I'll ascend the stairs. All right, so you ascend the stairs, you get to the top. There is some sort of communal room with a rope ladder going up to another room. This room has chairs and tables. They're all very crude. They're pieced together by logs and stuff. But there's really little in here, just some trash. Discarded animal bones from people eating in here, but nothing else. I'll go ahead and I'll wave my torch to signal that they can come up. Boulain will think to Sadie, please keep circling and let us know if anyone is approaching. Okay. And we will go up the stairs. Yeah. And then there's a rope ladder that seems to go up to another room. All right, real quick investigation on the room. I assume someone's helping me? Yes. Uh, yeah, I will help. be. Everybody helps. Double advantage. Roll three dice. <laughs> <laughs> so, nat 2022. Oh. Okay. So you, you look through, and this is a room, uh, a communal dining room area you find a place where they probably could have had an indoor fire and this chimney there are some stones laid out so they without burning the place down have a place to cook you find a small silver key 
about the size of your pinky finger jammed in between some of the floorboards like somebody must have dropped it. All right. I'll go ahead and take that if no one minds. Yeah. I do not mind at all. Are we on the top floor yet? No. no. Nope. Okay. Any iconography on the key? Nope. Just a plain silver key. I prefer it that way. <laughs> all right. Let's check the rope. So check the rope for traps or was that included in the search? We'll keep your search going. That that rope is fine. Right. Looks like people climbed up it all the time. Muddy boot prints and everything. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll head up. The next room appears to be a barracks. So there's a bunch of, and again, it's honed together wilderness craft kind of thing. So chunks of wood and bows of trees pulled together to make little hammocks. And then there's another rope ladder going up. I'll signal the crew up. Okay, so I'll climb up. So there's only space in here for about six of these, and it's pretty cramped quarters. So maybe they were bed sharing. This room smells like people don't bathe and have lived here for a long time. It seems like it has been recently stripped. People stole everything out of here. All right, next level. Can I cast Thaumaturgy so that we're smelling a nice bouquet instead of... Yeah, sure. You, you can Febreze this place. Oh, yeah. I can just <laughs> press the digitation potpourri center. <laughs> yeah. Vicks Vapor Rub. Yeah. <laughs> Put it into the silk cloth. I'm like, no wonder they wear bandanas. <laughs> so you get up to the next room. This was an armory. It has weapon racks. Again, they look wilderness crafted. There are some actual wooden spears and things here, but it looks like all the good weapons are taken. Unsurprising. There is a door leading out of this room, which you imagine means you are now up in the boughs of this tree. I'll go ahead and I'll do another search. I'll help. With assistance. I think that we've established that at this point. We're all looking around. We got a 15 that time. So there's nothing of... Basically, there used to be armor and there's a space where people have been doing leather working there used to be a rudimentary knife sharpening equipment sword sharpening whetstones and things but all the metal weaponry seems to have been removed but you can tell from the dust pattern it it was all taken out recently like today so it's probably pretty evident that these people have run they left it looks abandoned yes they Cut their losses and ran. Okay. All three all, of them. All three of it them. It sounds like yeah. they were exiles, so yeah, they need to look for somewhere else to go. So many of them got killed and their boss got taken and they panicked and ran. That's what they've made it look like anyway. <laughs> and it was likely that this was mm -hmm. very possibly no longer a safe place, which, given that we are here, was not a poor assumption. <laughs> yeah, not a poor assumption, right. Okay. So we're going to look at look at the door that goes to the outside? Wow. I assume, like, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Checking for traps. Yeah, we're going to check for traps and see what we can see. Do you want me to roll again? So you don't need to roll again. When you open the door, let me describe what you see. There is just open air between this door and another treehouse room. And someone has taken a log and laid it from the floor here up at an angle to the floor of the other room. It looks precarious at best mm. but there are no stairs it's as if someone who would have had to have teleported somehow to get to that room Ugh. does the log look fresh or does log look the log looks fresh yeah somebody hauled it up here and used it to get probably up a level all right well i'm guessing i'm the one who goes first on this one too 
I need an acrobatics or an athletics. Uh, why so, don't we tie a rope around you and around one of these branches? Yes, I think that would be wise. Right. No, no, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> you know. Just jump is, Have your better PPE. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take my rope. Is it less than 50 feet to traverse, I assume? Yeah, it is. It's about 15 feet. A little too big to jump. I'm going to go ahead and secure the rope on the side we're on, somewhere high-ish, maybe to a thick branch if it comes through the... Yeah, the treehouse has some framing that you can wrap off to if you want, or you could sort of hang out to a branch. What I really want is something about my shoulder height or a little lower. Okay, yeah, no problem. Tie it around my waist. I'll go ahead and I'll spend a rage for this. Okay. And then just dash across. All right. Also, I want to prepare an action to uh, telekinetically shove him farther if he gets close, uh, but then call. slips. Good call. Sure. And I'll let you know that I'm preparing that so that you can be willing. So you're running up a wet log. Let's see it. Not 20. No. <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Oh, he makes it look so easy. I think I could do that. So the log actually <laughs> shifts and spins a little bit, and you just have no problem. You just kick off and you are up in a luxurious bedroom positively luxurious so it looks like i, I hold up my hand so for the group to not come yet mm. yeah it looks like luxury goods that have been probably stolen have been used to make a very nice bedroom here someone has come through and taken a lot of stuff out of it so there's tapestries that were deemed too heavy that are hanging on the wall. There's a fancy chair that was probably too heavy. There are spaces where there used to be crates, you can tell from the dust. And there's a very nice bed, feather mattress. Oh. <laughs> so the, the first thing I do is I'm going to, I'm standing in the doorway, and I'm just going to take a minute to chill out. Hey, can you tie that rope off on, on that end? <laughs> as soon as I'm not as worked up as I am for oh, that feet. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, then I'm going to undo the rope around my waist and tie it taut so that it can be used as a second point of contact to traverse the gap. And I forgot one very important detail. There's a corpse on the floor. Oh, oh. good. I was worried you were going to say there was a bandit in here or something. Well, there is a bandit Well, in there here. was. <laughs> Perhaps. So you've tied this rope off so we can hold onto the rope while we're walking on the log? Yes. Okay. Can Boulaine cast Thaumaturgy... On the log to make it a little more stable. No. No. Okay. Never mind. You can make it look cool. I can make it look but cool, it. but okay. You can make lights shine on it. It'll sparkle. I can't make it hold on a little better. Okay. It'll spell nice. Actually, no. if the slipperiness is adding to the DC, you could press to digitate the log clean. That's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Creedon could do that. That would work. That would probably be a good call. Thaumaturgy could make it shake more, but probably yeah. not less. <laughs> I'm still going to tie a rope around myself, though. I don't trust myself to not That's all right. With a guided rope, the DC is much lower. Ah. Um, we're going to set the DC at an 8. Oh, okay. To shimmy up there while holding the rope. This is still athletics or acrobatics. <laughs> 19. Great. <laughs> You're fine. You didn't take a 20-foot fall. It's all good. Yay. And now we search the room. I mean, can we look at this corpse first? Boulaine's going to look at the corpse. Give me an investigate roll with advantage. Boulaine, you can roll me medicine. 13. Oh, excellent. With advantage or without? Medicine is regular. Nobody's helping you. We're searching. 14. Okay. 14 medicine. This corpse has been poisoned. Mm. Mm. 
you find a puncture wound on the finger. <gasps> okay, so Boulain will point out the puncture wound and say, have a care when you dig up the floorboard. We found the traps. Maybe, like, <laughs> use the edge of a dagger to pry it up. It may already be strung, but be careful. And she will lay out the corpse and cross the arms, and she'll anoint it with oil. Zerus, you find a floorboard that's loose. Huh. What if... <clears throat> Do I have a crowbar? I have my quarterstaff. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out... Yeah, can I use the dagger to pry up the floorboard without getting my fingers in the way? You can. It looks like the floorboard is typically pried up with a dagger. Oh, that's less. <laughs> well, okay. So here's what I'm going to try and do. Um, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm going to put the, the knife in position to pry up the floorboard. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to step on it for leverage instead of using my hand. The floorboard pops up easily, and inside is a stash of coins and silver bars. It's probably too heavy for me to mage hand out. <laughs> Individually, you can mage hand out one coin at one <laughs> bar at a time, no problem. I can do 10 pounds of them at a time. That is not documents, though, which is what we were looking for. Correct. It's also not a trap that killed this man, right. FYI. Yeah. So we are looking for a different floorboard. <laughs> well, I'm also looking for where this key goes, and it doesn't look like it's here. I will remind you. There is a nondescript locked wooden box in the one Oh, the yeah, yeah, for yep. sure, for sure. All right, I'll go ahead and I'll pull out the the loot. Okay. Do we see, like, remnants of a sprung trap in this? No. No, you do not. Okay, so use caution in the rest of our search. <laughs> yep. So this yep. is just monies. Yep, you found the money stash, which apparently bandits did not know about because they didn't take it. Okay. And it wasn't booby-trapped. Is there a desk? There is a desk, but it appears to have been emptied. All the drawers are open. Like also specifically said that the documents that we are looking for are under floorboards on the top floor. Yes. Oh, see, I didn't actually get that part. Yeah, <laughs> I did. You did say that. I actually, I didn't listen to that, but then I edited the episode, so oh. I found out. <laughs> he did say that, but there are no documents in the money hole. All right, we'll look for another hole, I suppose. You, you don't find anything. This room has been tossed before you got here. Mm. And uh, tossing it again means you you did find the one thing that they missed. Did we search the body to see if they have the ledger on them? You searched the body? The, there's nothing on him. He uh, appears to have been some sort of poor bandit, and looks like someone also tossed him when they tossed this room. Uh, so there's... interesting. Like, if, if somebody were to come... If this was the only secret floorboard, why would somebody just take a ledger and not also the money? I mean, if it's right there, take the money too. Well, the ledger is potentially more important, and the money is heavy. Well, yeah, but who's going to leave it behind? The money is heavy, and they are on the run, uh, and they are exiles. Where are they going to spend it? Can I make a... What I want to do is figure out what poisoned this guy, because I'm assuming it's in the room. And I haven't found it yet. Medicine would be the best skill for that. Unless you have an alchemy kit. And I will offer you my expertise to help you, or I can roll it. Yeah, I'm more interested, is that going to give me the location of the thing that, that stabbed him? No, give me an investigation. Okay. Investigation would be better. I'll, I'll help him by pointing out the size of the needle or whatever. Now 20. All right. Nice. Sure. Advantage is awesome. All right, so this reminds you of a needle trap, which is typically placed inside locking mechanisms to make them tamper-proof. So. If you don't use the key, mm. a little needle will shoot out and poke you in the thumb. Mm. Apparently, it has a highly lethal toxin in it. 
the only place you can find that key would go is the, the locked wooden box Got that it. you have in your bag. If you're worried about it, though, I'm happy to just turn the key with Mage Hand, just in case. No, no, I'm not. I Again, my assumption was that whatever had killed this man was still in the room, and I was trying to make sure... That we don't bump into it. <laughs> if it no, if it was in the room that I found it, because that has something valuable in it. Now that we can assume it's already in our possession, I'm done here. Did you want a new duvet? I do, but also... <laughs> Like made it sound like it was important to get this ledger. I'm wondering who else would have made off with it. It wasn't traded to Birdie. We have no other leads. Is it possible he had it on his person and he sent us here to get us out of the way? I assume that we searched him whenever we apprehended him. We, we disarmed him yeah. and would have looked through his boots and everything for secret knives. So Sadie will alert you, Boulain, that a group of creatures that appear to be covered in scales and bone, have come out of the swamp water and are approaching this location. Okay, Boulain will look through her eyes to see if she can tell what these creatures are. You have been to Turtle Bay, so you've seen these. These are lizard men. Mm. They are the inhabit local inhabitants of the swamp, and it's very rare to see them outside of the swamp. How many? Six. Boulain says there are six lizard men approaching. It is unusual for them to be coming out of the swamp. In a way that we can avoid an engagement, or... Are they surrounding the treehouse? They appear to be walking up, single file, to the door. But we could not leave without being seen. No. You'd have to swing from tree to tree somehow. It'd be pretty dangerous. We should get that rope up, so they cannot climb up. Or we could just use the rope to go down. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking we could shoot at them from up here. Do you want to fight them? I mean, we can. I doubt they are coming to give us hugs. Sure. All you right. hear a loud knock mm. coming from basically three levels down as this lizard man in the front seems to knock on the open door. <laughs> you said it's a... So polite. You said it's a 20 foot down? It is. We can try to talk to them first. Sure. I'll go try to talk to them, and then we'll we'll see where that goes. Okay. <laughs> Nate's getting out the monster manual, so I'm guessing not well. <laughs> I'll cut the rope and climb down. Okay. What was in the lockbox again? Not we we didn't open. We oh, we shook we it and thought there were some potions in it, but we also need to check it for. There were two boxes. One was a crate. You shook and thought there was potions in it. Oh, you know, the other I, box you shook and you couldn't figure out what was in it. I had that reversed. I totally thought that the lockbox was the one with potions, and the crate was the one with the unknown. Nope. Other okay. way around. Wait, I don't want to leave without getting those. They're in the canoe. They're in the canoe. Oh, wait. We didn't bring those up with us. That's stashed with all the stuff in the canoe. Oh, the lockbox isn't in the room that we're in now? No, we took it out. We acquired it when we... It was part of the loot that the dudes had in the clearing. Okay, okay. Yeah. I get it. Oh, shoot, we need to find those other dudes. <laughs> well, I'm guessing the ledger's in that box. Yeah, we'll see. Mm, maybe. Because, I mean, it didn't look like they had any other backpacks or anything else with them, right? Nope. Okay. All right, so I'm going to climb down. What languages do you speak? I'm, I'm speaking common to these heathens. What languages do you speak? Abyssal, Celestial, and Common. Yeah, so when you get down and say something to them, they respond in a language you don't understand. Do I understand it? What languages do you speak? Common, Sylvan, and Celestial. Nope. Elvish? Nope. <laughs> my, well. Also, my goal is to stay standing in view of their vantage point. Mm -hmm. They don't seem hostile. 
Does Creedon have comprehend languages? Oh yeah, I do. Hang on. <laughs> One <laughs> moment. I swear I remember you taking that as a spell slot at level yes, two or something. <laughs> it's a first level spell. Hang on, let me look up what it does again, but I think it's pretty straightforward. Just making sure it's not only written. Understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. Although I I could understand what they're saying, but I can't speak it back. So, I mean, I may as well, I'll, I'll go ahead and cast it so that I can understand what they're saying, but I won't be able to speak back. Yeah, the lizard men are saying, you are not one of the people we normally trade with. Who are you? I am disguised as the Gullwing Bandit. <laughs> you could come down and disguise as the Gullwing Bandit if you wish. Oh, yeah, I guess I will. Sure. Is the crate the one that the birdie gave them? Like, we have that crate also, right? With the food in it? Yes. Out in the canoe. With the food and stuff. Yeah, I'll hold up my hand, and I'll go like, I'll be like, wait here. They tilt their heads and seem to wait for you. And I'll I'll go grab that. Are you coming down, Graydon? Yes. Disguised. Yeah, disguised. Yeah, the lizard men turn and seem to recognize you, and you can tell one of them says, We are here to trade, great Lord Frikers. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> And I'll come back with the crate of just random goods that Birdie was willing to give up to the scallywags. Um, I'm... Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. We can... I mean, do we actually want to... If it's got potions in it, we kind of want those. I don't want to just give them away. He's not giving the potions. He's giving away the things that Birdie brought for the bandits. Oh, oh, those like things. Like the food and maybe the money. Food and rope. Okay. Hey, am I understanding you right, Robert? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to just attempt to... I, I will gesture at the things that Zerus just brought and try to indicate like I'll, I'll like touch at my throat and like make like a no symbol basically trying to indicate that like i can't speak at the moment i don't know i have a really bad cold i'll like cough <laughs> we'll do some coughing to make it just sound like my voice is messed up roll me a disadvantaged persuasion roll. sure why not i'll help can i help <laughs> how, how are you helping not to convey meaning that's fair Oh, no! Well, I rolled an 18 first and then a 2 plus 5, 7. Okay. <laughs> they seem very confused by this whole exchange. You see them start to mutter back and forth to each other. In Comprehend Languages, you, you can hear them say, "This, These all look the same. I'm not sure which one we're talking to, but this, this is not going normal. I think something is wrong with these people. Is there? Do they clearly have any offer that they brought to this trade? Yeah, so they appear to have a large vine-woven basket sack on the back of one of them, and it seems to be full of medicinal herbs. Mm. I mean, I guess I can try to mime that we were in a battle or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to communicate with. I lost my text. tongue in a battle. <laughs> yep, comprehend languages is not great for conversing. <laughs> So one of the lizard men puts his hand up and waves at you to wait, you imagine. And you he walks back over to the water and lets out this low, rumbling grunt. And after a little while, you see something come out of the water. It's another lizard man. This one has this. The frill on his back is huge instead of being small. And it's rainbow colored. Pretty. And it walks up and it says in abyssal, what's going on here? I look at Creedon and in in common say truth or lies. Wait, do you speak celestial? You yes. don't, right? 
I do. Oh, actually, in Celestial, because you have that spell up. So in Celestial, I'll say truth or lies. Do what you think is best. I see that kid Celestial. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to drop pretense. The previous Lord Master of this hovel has been defeated, and you're speaking with the new ones. Wow. Now, to be honest, I wish to have no dealings here, but I also have more larger problems to attend to, and I don't wish to add one. So, you can take this box, take your herbs and leave, or we can have a problem. Roll me intimidate. <laughs> Hopefully you do better than I did. Yeah, I do much better than you did. I rolled a 19, <laughs> which is a 23. So the, you don't know how to read a lizard man's face. They don't have eyebrows to raise or anything like this. But it tips its head to the side and its tongue whips the air like it's smelling. And then it says, hmm, very well. We will take this tribute, I guess. Yeah, let's not call it that again, but you should go. <laughs> and he points at the crate and says something, again, in that language that the other lizard people were speaking that you don't understand. With comprehend languages, he's saying, grab the crate. And so they pick it up, and the lizard folk are walking away. Vulane will watch them through Sadie's eyes to make sure they really go. They do really go. So they quickly wade into the waters and start swim-kicking with this crate deep into the swamp. Or are they heading for the river? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get back to our canoe. Yeah, Belaine will come down to the lower level and say, that was odd. Well, I did not understand a word of it, but you did not kill anyone, so are we okay? No, I was far too restrained, but I'm I'm saving my aggression for other people. The previous inhabitants here were exiles. They would have had to trade with likely anybody who they could, so it, isn't, yeah. it shouldn't be too surprising. And to be fair, the lizard men have not committed any crimes that we know of. Well, aren't they worshiping I mean, a dragon in the swamp somewhere? Some of them are worshiping that... the dragon. Some of them are worshiping the All Father. Okay. We don't know which ones you just interacted. And we with. do not know which ones they just interacted with, and I would prefer they not invoke the All Father or their dragon. <laughs> I'm gonna just bite my tongue and get back to the canoe. All right. Because they don't like the All Father being spoken of with so much reverence, even though he is a creature of the Green Man. Mm -hmm question is, do we open that box now, or we wait till we get back to town? <laughs> nah, we open it now. Ah. <laughs> Alright, so you're all back. You are opening the crate. No, the box. The box. Yeah. What's in the box? So, you slide the key in, and turn it. With mage hand? <laughs> Using mage hand. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no needle trap springs out to poke your finger. But you open it up. Inside is a collection of documents and a couple of objects. So there is a candle, there's some matches, there's a pen, there's a bottle of ink, there's some papers, there is a seal, a stamp, that looks like it uh, symbolizes the house Frikers, and there are several letters and a ledger. The several letters appear to be proclamations that some future Lord Frikers might make, mm. written as if Lord Frikers is in fact a real thing. So it includes a declaration that the Tanglebeard clan shall never be allowed in Highlock again. It includes a warrant for the execution of Mav Lacarac and Chester Tanglebeard for bribery and extortion and other things. Who is Mav again? The second in command for 
Tanglebeard. Chester. Okay. Chester, yeah. yeah. Captain of the captain of the militia. He showed up with Bardish when we first when we ah. dropped the Gullwing Bandit off at the jail. He was the other dude okay. who came in. There are warrants for the arrest of these aren't real warrants, right? They're signed, you know, Lord Frikers. There are warrants for the arrest of Kaima the Axe, Mary and Miri, all the members of the Lock Operators Guild. There is also a letter declaring Khan Bardish to be the new commander of the garrison and captain of the guard. And there is a letter bequeathing a title to Birdie of the Curio Shop. <laughs> An official knighthood. Hmm. He was very prepared. There are three silver bars in here that are actually stamped with the Frikers family seal, meaning they're very old. And there is a ledger. And it's time for the mid-roll. Today, making your character. So this is Nate's personal take on making characters, and I should say that's not my first take or even my tenth take on making characters. This has come from 23 years and four-ish editions, numerous other role-playing games. I'm not saying this is the correct way to make a character, because there are lots of ways. You should do the one that's fun for you, but... I'm giving you my advice, and my only qualification is that you are listening to me willingly. So, take it or leave it. Dungeons & Dragons is a level-based system where many aspects of your character are going to grow simultaneously each time you level, and that implies the sort of predefined path. That means your ability to customize is actually pretty limited. You're somewhat stuck with your decisions. So lots of people like to plan very far ahead in the future, and create character builds. I'm going to do five levels of fighter and three levels of paladin. I don't recommend this for two reasons. One, campaigns that make it all the way to conclusion with all the same people and all the same characters is actually not the norm. So if you focus on a build at the exclusion of other elements, you're, you're taking a pretty big risk, honestly. And two, the most satisfying thing a character can do for me, anyway, is grow in a non-mechanical way. I have essentially played every class in numerous editions at this point in my D&D gaming career, and lots of things happen to characters in the course of different kinds of storytelling. And so one of the most rewarding things that happens is not necessarily mechanical things, but choices you make that change who you are as a person. and well, who your character is as a person. So, for example, I had a character lose an arm trying to save an innocent person. I had a character give up their faith in a god. I had a character discover a love of a particular part of the world that they didn't expect. These things can change your build if you let them, and they're hugely rewarding if you lean into it. So, with that in mind, I focus on the personality and the belief system of the character first. Their philosophy first. It's less about how I'm going to roleplay them and more about why this person's going to do what they do. What's their philosophy on violence, on crime, on the gods, their families, the party that they work with, the struggle of nature versus man, the list goes on and on. These elements guide character decisions, and when they change for a good reason based on events of the story, that's great. That's a lot of fun. 
this is my gift to fellow players and dungeon masters, this change. To maximize the potential for this to happen, it's important to leave a somewhat mundane backstory. Their formative experiences can't be so severe that they can't learn and grow into something else. I tend to make characters from happy families of choice, with lots of friends in the world, who haven't really examined themselves very hard. They have some big opinions, because that's fun to roleplay and helps me focus my ideas, but like most people, they haven't really put those opinions to the test in any way. At this point, the character rarely lends itself to like a class or a race choice or even like a character voice. It's really a set of thoughts that this character has. Then I move into the rest. So for example, a person has committed some crimes with unintended consequences, has their self-confidence rattled now, and they're looking to start over and maybe follow the rules of society this time, maybe try to get some better results. This idea might lend itself to a rogue, but you don't actually have to be good at crime to do crime. Most people who do crime are actually quite bad at it. You could be any class at all, if you really think about it. So after I form this idea and some of the opinions of this person, then I choose my class. So in this case, I, I want to play a sorcerer. I haven't played one in a while. I really want to shake this character's confidence to its core. So I'm going to say that they have a natural predilation for fire magic. Why? Because fire is difficult to control and has unintended consequences all the time. Now, I don't have a character who likes fire. I have a character who's good at fire. I have a character whose sole weapon and talent scares them. Now I'm ready to play this character. Now I have a build. Now it's time to kind of work this backstory and kind of come up with the voice I'm going to use. But I don't want to be too locked in, because it's entirely possible this character is going to try to learn other ways to handle their problems that don't involve fire, because they are terrified of the possible ramifications. I might pick another class in a level or two. I, I don't even know. I want to find out as we go. So, here's my recap. First, philosophy of your character. Second, maybe personality. Third, maybe mechanics. Fourth, maybe backstory. These get jumbled around a little bit, but never start with mechanics. The results just aren't reliable. Did we record all of the gold that we took out of the treehouse? I want to make sure that we tracked that. No one wrote it down yet. We but... didn't record a, an amount yet, no. Can we write that down? I just want to make sure we don't forget about it. <laughs> How much was that? So the three silver bars, plus all of the gold that you found, which is actually in mostly in silver, honestly, comes out to about 400 gold total. Woo! Holy shit. Do we want to right. do three-way splits for gold? I think we haven't really done yeah. much. Yeah, we could, we could do that. Okay, so roughly 133 a person. Give yep. everybody 140 a person. Okay. That's a little 140. Okay. Ooh, we're rich. So this ledger is really, really poorly written. Roll me an investigation roll. No advantage. Zeris, you should do that. Yeah, that's a nine. I got a 14. Wait, can we each roll? You can each roll, but you there's no advantage. Yeah. You can't help each other. Six. <laughs> so, yeah, you read it one at a time. It is in 
incredibly poorly done. It is it is written in poor penmanship and somebody's shorthand that is non-standard in any kind of way. There are payments in and payments out and money received and some goods are detailed and some aren't. Is it the same handwriting as what's on all of the declarations? No. Okay. No, this is probably Melbourne's handwriting. I'm Just checking. He could have tried to forge it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. This appears to be something taken from somebody else. But yeah, no, you can't you can't make any goddamn sense of this. Boulain with a 14. There are some suspicious reoccurring payments that are written down in here, but they're so poorly labeled, you really need a corroborating document to really prove where these things are coming from. Okay. She says, well, I think we have a supplemental document to find, and I am willing to bet that either rests with Melbourne, holding it for collateral, or it is in Chester's house. I agree. So we still go with the plan of taking up Chester on his hospitality. Spa day. Absolutely. You know, that's a great opportunity to get in there and really do some reconnaissance. <laughs> that's exactly my thought. I'm surprised you're so practical, Creighton. <laughs> Maybe you are learning. Creighton is like, I would like to play the straight woman and actually take a hot bath while you all do the work. <laughs> there will be cucumbers <laughs> over my eyes, but I will keep them peeled when there are not cucumbers over my eyes. <laughs> Anything else to do here? Boulain will look at the, looking through the documents that Frikers has written preemptively of winning his game, and she says... It does occur to me that there is one person we have not sought out yet, but it might be a moot point. Who's that? We have not talked to Mary at the other lock. Yeah, we did never make our way over there. I don't know if I want to do that in this small canoe, knowing there's a giant beast in this yeah. river, though. I think yeah. I would rather get off of this river. All right. The other thing that really strikes me is at the moment we have no real good place to store this information. We will need to keep it on our persons. All right. I'll lock it back up. I'll give you... Do you want the key or the box? I will take the key. There it is. I have the box. You have the key. She'll put the key on a thong around her neck and then tuck it behind her armor. And I guess it's back up to Highlock to talk to Chester about how we've solved his problems. I would like to return this wax seal to, like, do you have an issue dead with man? that? He wasn't... He's not dead yet. We do not know he is dead. He is nobility, Cyrus. I mean, we discussed his execution, but sure, we can see if he's still alive and then give it to him while he's in prison. His family name is important to him. It, it is his. True. No, it's his. I'm not saying we don't... I, I said we give it to him. Along with the ring you took from him. Sure. So, give me a survival roll, Cyrus. Alright. I'll help. Do we have detect magic, by the way? I do have detect magic. I do not. Great. We should probably do that before we hand him anything. That's a good point. That's true. You want me to detect magic on the whole loot bag? That'd be great. Modified 20. Oh, did we ever open the one that we thought had potions in it? We have not. So the weather clears up. You made good time. Wait, she does cast detect magic on the whole loot. The crate you have not opened that has potions in it is very magical. Okay, that's it. The crate itself is magical? No, there's magic coming from inside. Okay, great. Just making sure. There's just not enough wood there to block it. You can detect it through the crate. I mean, I'll, okay. I'll open that up while they're surviving. <laughs> sure. Inside the crate is a little manifest and a collection of potions. There are four jars of magical pigment. There is 
a potion of longevity that appears to have a scorpion's tail dangling in it. There are two potions of healing, a filter of love, <gasps> and a jar of sovereign glue. I am taking that filter of love. Well, is there also a I mean, are you sharing with, I, I mean, we're on a small canoe. It's hard for me to imagine that I don't see you. Take the opportunity to open the crate. No, I'm just writing this stuff down real quick, and then I was going to divvy things out. So do we each want to take a jar, and then there's one left of the magical pigment? Well, is there a company on the manifest? Oh. There is a company on the manifest. These items belong to a trade company. Is it the same as the one from the lock chest? The lock chest does not have any markings on it. The crate oh, it's just is the, the same crate. as the outside of the yeah. crate, yes. I'm guessing the lock chest is personally Frikers. Nozolo. So it's Nozolo? Nozers? Nozers Marvelous Pigments. What does a potion of longevity do? There's a 10% chance it makes you older, but a 90% chance it makes you younger. Oh, okay. Boulain will say you should each take a potion of healing. Well, uh, uh, wait a second. I would love one. Oh, you want to return it to the... Wasn't that the plan? That is the plan. You are right. <laughs> if, if I am holding you to that, you need to hold me to that, too. I'm just looking for consistency. That is fine. We will try to find the merchant. To be honest, it could go either way, because the laws of Brother Ambition say that the things you obtain while taking action are yours. But there are also laws of civilization that say... Stolen property should be returned. So which one, which set do you want to use? If you technically declared war on those bandits, these would belong to you. Psh, I'm at war with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I have a question. Uh-huh. What does the Church of Divine Mercies, what is their feelings on things like filters of love? It seems like a, a manipulation of natural love. So would we be against such a thing? Filters of love are something you're against. So... You remember that this is a company that makes custom goods from outside of the country. Mm. So someone in Astragar ordered a filter of love. That item is probably illegal contraband. Everything else is legal. Even the potion of longevity? I would think the silent judge order would be a little bit against people prolonging their life. The silent judge order would be against the potion of longevity, but there is a chance that it actually has the opposite effect. Mm. So you're taking your literal life in your hands when you drink that. I don't care if we decide we want to keep these or not. I want to take that filter of love and dump it into the river. For the Allfather? I mean, sure. I don't think, I'm pretty sure it's just going to get diluted and be useless. I am trying to dispose of it. Well, I'm going to roll you, I'm going to roll you a d20 here. Coercing things into love is not something that I believe in, and I think many would agree. It's a minor blasphemous item. I'm I'm yeah. up for destroying <laughs> oh, hey, it. I rolled in that one. So, uh oh, what does that mean? <laughs> you, you fed it right to the All Father, and now he's in love with me. <laughs> it means you you get unlucky. Oh no! So you pour something into the river, and you see it dilute, and it fades away. And then there's a shifting of the waves all of a sudden as the water just washes away from the center of the river. And right near your boat, something surfaces. And you just see this long, scaled back running 40, 50 feet away from you before disappearing into the water. So I'm going to make sure we're, we're rowing near the shore. <laughs> Close to the shore is good. What did you do, Creedon? You sure that was the right potion? I'm pretty sure it was bright pink. 
the head of this creature comes raising out of the water. It is easily three times longer than your canoe, and it looks down at you and lets out this loud croak. Please roll nature. Everybody? Uh, yeah, okay. Everybody, yeah. Sure. That was a nat one plus zero. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're all very intimidated by this incredibly low rumble. Fifteen. Fifteen zeros. That is an alligator mating call. Oh, God. Oh, God, I think our canoe is, is fine. <laughs> Creedon? Can you make this thing not love us? Potentially. Yeah, it just counts as a creature. I want to cast suggestion on it. Oh, shit, I can't speak to it. Uh, yeah, it has to be able to understand me. Hmm, never mind. <laughs> mm, I don't think I can do anything to help here. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stand up and raise my axe and try to intimidate this... <laughs> Roll intimidate. Unless it's into that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's not bad. We got an 18. 18. The creature doesn't seem to register you as a threat immediately, but it it lets out this mating call croak again, and you're still there threatening it, and it nudges your canoe pretty hard. All right. My thought is we don't (laughs) fuck with this anymore. So since I'm driving, I'm going to... Pull the canoe closer to the shore and get out of the canoe and take 10 feet step back onto the shore swamp area Mm -hmm. and see what happens with my axe drawn. Yeah, it seems to start following you to the shore. It it gets out like a puppy dog. While we're going to the shore, I want to be dumping all of the potions into my bag so we don't just haul this big crate. But (laughs) (laughs) I want to get all of our stuff because I think this canoe might get destroyed. I think we might need to let it have its way with the goddamn canoe. <laughs> it seems to not care about the canoe, right? It seems to be following us, not the canoe. I. Uh, it seems to be following you, yes. Oh. All right. Well, I guess we got to do this the other way. So. Filter of Love does say is if the creature is of a species and gender you are normally attracted to. I thought it just thought the canoe was a... Alex. You, you got unlucky. You got, you, you got <laughs> oh, unlucky. No. So uh, something something else is going to go down here. So as you back away, the creature is following you, but not in the way that I implied. Once you are, let's say, an alligator's distance from the canoe, <laughs> it circles back to go back to the canoe. Mm. How far are we from Hylock? It's a long walk. It's a long walk through swamp. Oh, oh, I think we're doing this the hard way anyway. I've made a big mistake. So, <laughs> I rage and charge it and attack. Really? Okay. Wait, no, it's leaving. It's going away. Don't. It's not going away. It's going to destroy the canoe. It's going to destroy the canoe. Okay, yeah, let's take it out. It's just in love. I know. I feel so bad about this. Although it is wrong love. It's coerced love. (laughs) Do I get any kind of advantage or anything? So I need an initiative roll from everybody, please. Oh, no. Boulain says, wait. Wait. Mm -hmm. We do not want to piss off the Allfather if it is in there. And this might be one of his creatures. I mean... Zerus, we do not want to face a gargantuan crocodile because we killed a little alligator. Little alligator. (laughs) I don't think I've communicated quite how big this alligator is. Yes, you have. You said it's three times as long as the canoe. Its mouth is three times as long as the canoe. Oh, Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Is this bigger than the one that we already killed? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, Oh, my God. So this is the Allfather? Very likely, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Okay, yes, you have not communicated quite how big this thing is. <laughs> no, it's the part of its back that surfaced was 50, 60 feet long. Its mouth was three times longer than your canoe. Zerus? Okay. Yeah, is the canoe empty? Yeah, we took we yeah. got everything out. Great, yeah, let's we're just, just... We're walking. We're just... Yep, we're gonna, we're, we're walking. We are walking. It's, we are walking that's exactly, back. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> it sucks, but we are walking back. Okay. <laughs> So I'm just copying the contents from, since I put everything in my bags, we can sort them out later, except for the filter of love yeah. into my character sheet. Creighton, I would like you to remember the next time you dump a love potion in the stream, there are things that live down there. What were the odds that there was one right under us? I am just saying, I never want to hear about the giant chicken again. Fine. This is fair. <laughs> <laughs> so you are slow moving it back up. Please roll me a d20. Sure. We're going to find, we'll look for the game trail that the Scallywags are using. Okay. My d20 is a 19. Okay. You find the game trail. You have no problems using it. You can retrace the steps. You spend two extra days mm. out here tromping. But you manage to get back to Highlock without a problem. As you are leaving, as the sun is setting, on the day after you have left the crocodile behind, you do see something traveling in the dark up in the sky, flying in the direction of that crocodile. Of the crocodile? Bulane says, I think we want nothing to do with whatever is happening between those two. Oh, Divine Mercy, forgive me. I really feel like I did something bad here. Oh. It was not your intention to do something bad, but... Perhaps bad came up. Yeah, this feels like some kind yeah. of divine retribution that I managed to get the Allfather to fall in love with our canoe. Can't even get a get people in bars to fall in love, and I managed to do it to a giant <laughs> crocodile. So, one thing to note, it was heavily implied that there is a war between the mm -hmm. dragon and the giant crocodile and their various forces. Yes. I would like to point out at the end of this that it is evident that that has spilled into the actual river mm. from the swamp. Mm. Well, we technically fulfilled our contract of fixing the labor dispute, but we may want to warn <laughs> we may want to warn the town that the lock may not be safe yet. We'll tell Bardish once he's in power. And that is the end of our show today. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson of My Pet Machine for our tunes, Julia Labert Flight of Fancy for our logo, and Troy Christensen, who authored the first version of Highlock in the world of D&D in the 1990s. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Will our heroes find the evidence they need to bust Chester Tanglebeard? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey.